You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. Hey everyone, today we will be discussing how the words we speak, as well as what is going on in our hearts, should all be pleasing to God. That everything God made glorifies Him and points us back to Him. And how God's Word, even the difficult commands, is life-giving to us and helps us to live for Him. All of this and more on After the Message. Well, welcome to After the Message podcast. Today is going to be fun, I can tell already, based on our uh, pre-podcast discussion, which was yes. all over the map. And then uh, all of a sudden stopped. And then yes. all of a sudden stopped. And here, and we, here we go. So uh, just to let you know who's in the room, because it's a little different mix today. Um, Mike is out. I know everybody thinks I'm Mike when I'm on here, but uh, this is Preston. Wow. Uh, so I know. Yeah. I sound like Mike hey, a lot on the Mike, but um, Mike on the mic. But I am not. Uh, That'd be a great podcast name, Mike on the mic. It that would be. be. Sorry, go it ahead. We start be. a new one. Mike could start a new one. We yeah. can't start it. Yeah. He would have to. Well, start you could it. if you sound like we him, could. So. Yeah. I could impersonate Pretend Mike. Mike on the mic. That's right. So I'm going to go in in uh, reverse order from what we normally do to intro people because I want to end up in a particular spot. So to my right, if you could see us in the room, would be Josh Kinsley. Hello. Hello, Josh. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm great. You're right, my left. And great. to his right would be Josh Braddy. Mm-hmm. So we got two Joshes in the room again, yes. which is always interesting. Great. Always. And yeah. so when we say Josh, 100%. they will just have to fight for it. Just and, go Kinsley. Uh, Braddy and Kinsley. Kinsley. Just jump in. And then making oh, our way around, we've got a we've got an empty seat. Uh, hey. But then we've got Beth. Beth doesn't know it's an empty seat because she's never been in here. <laughs> we have Beth Bowman. Uh, who, I thought the whole, no, I thought the whole couch You thought you got the whole mine. couch just yeah. for you. Yeah, you, you can I'm just spread out. out. Yes. Put your stuff out. I'm here for the day. You are here for the day. Well, I hope you're here for longer than the day. Yes, me too. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know, Beth is our new women's minister. I am. And she's been here for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, No, you've been here for what? Uh, Uh, Almost tomorrow will be a month. Tomorrow will be a month. anniversary. I'm expecting a present from each of you. There you go. Yes. And so this is her first time on the podcast uh, and actually first time on a podcast, as we understand. Ever. Yes, ever in my whole life. I I can't believe that. But you've listened to podcasts. Swears that she I've has listened, listened to podcasts. To, I've listened to y'all's after the message. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Awesome. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. It will be better but today because you're here. it's my first time. People have said, you should podcast. I'm like, I don't have a fat microphone. Now you, 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 really do. you got the mic. Yeah, you got, got the, the headphones. Mic. I don't really need y'all you in here. You are set up. But, this um, may be like hurting cats to today. <laughs> welcome to my podcast. You are going to yeah. get to know Beth. So I Beth, tell us a just a snippet, as I said earlier, whatever that means, of yourself so that our listeners that don't know you can get to know you just a bit. Absolutely. Uh, originally from Tennessee, half life, half life grew up in Mississippi, and uh, went to Mississippi State. Go Bulldogs! Go dogs! Yeah, yeah. New Orleans Seminary. Did some ministry in Florida, South Carolina, Louisiana, and back home in Mississippi. And I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Well, welcome back to Mississippi. Thank Herb. you. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Yeah. And rounding out uh, the show yes. is we have Chase Hammock, and he's the one Yay. keeping us going here, making sure that all the mics work. And he's here to shush thank me. Thank you. He's holding my hand there. That was <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we'll just keep going. All right. That was cute. So uh, we are in the 4th of July week. So um, I hope that means some people are having mm. some time off, mm. some time yeah. with family yeah. and mm-hmm. friends, oh, maybe yeah. cooking something on the grill. Barbecue. I don't know who all, that's right, barbecue. And yeah. I don't know who all in this room 
always cooks, but I know Josh Bratty mm-hmm. yeah. loves to cook something on the grill. It. And um, you were actually talking earlier about some He's things you're cooking. Yeah, what, what you got give going us, right now? Yeah, a, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, it is very cathartic for me to 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 grill things, smoke things uh, on the on the egg. And uh, so this morning I woke up and realized I didn't have any fresh meat. I had some frozen, yeah. but that doesn't do very well to, no. to throw on the old egg. So uh, I started my my grill because if you if you do like a, I'll call the easy bake oven, the adult easy bake oven, that's your pellet grill. Um, <laughs> I, like I'll do that, but I, I just prefer the taste of like real charcoal. Sure. Uh, so in yeah. the egg is yes. great, but it takes yeah. 45 minutes for it to get up to temp. So yeah. started it and went to Kroger this morning early and, and and found some some Boston butt and then came crowded? back. Was it crowded? crowded? No, it wasn't at all. Uh, early this morning. It went early. Okay. It went early. early. Yeah. Define early. Um, seven thirty. Oh it? wow. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, and so came back and threw them on, man. Yeah. And it's got about nine hours. So it's going and, right now. Oh, it's on right now. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And that's the beauty of the Kamado style grills. You just set it. And there you go. Let I it feel roll. Like I'm in a commercial. I thought, I thought for a second because I know you said Gideon was fishing, and I thought yeah. for a second you were going with I didn't have any fresh meat, so I sent Gideon out <laughs> to catch, to, the soft to catch some turtle. fish or turtle, turtle. or he alligator. He would do it. He as we as we sit here, it is July third. It is ten twenty six in the morning as we record this podcast. Uh, Gideon is fishing the ditch uh, next to the church. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it, we, we call it pole. a creek. This is awesome. It's a ditch, yeah. Uh, yeah. but th- it is loaded with fish. Uh, bad. Crappie. I don't know where they all come perch, from. But you're like, right. It's you unbelievable. Like, yeah. you, you walk out there. them in there? I think there's a pond across the way. That's feeding And then it. whenever it overflows, yeah. it, it comes to the ditch. It brings we them all back up. in. And then they get stuck. So right. he so wears them out. He and they, and they have nowhere to go. So he, I mean, <laughs> fish in a barrel. There you go. <laughs> he is so there good at it, too. He nuts it. He but he doesn't it. like to eat them just to catch he them. He will not eat seafood yeah. of any variety. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, that's not seafood in the ditch. Well, he will not eat <laughs> any <laughs> fish. Let's <laughs> define <laughs> seafood. Variety. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll see what he catches. Maybe there'll be Pond some, food? Uh, yeah. some, ditch food? some photos. Yep. Ditch Crawfish food. included. He won't eat fish, fish. Look, I grew up fish, where you you fished in ditches, so I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. All right. So it's a fun week, hopefully, with Fourth of July. But uh, let's get to the sermon. So, this Absolutely. week's sermon, we were in Psalm 19. Beth actually suggested earlier that we talk about Psalm 19 on the podcast. That Thank you, Beth. That's what that I brought to the table. Very helpful. I'm here just for that. We were on the fence as to whether 19. we would. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? In her about? defense, we were talking so, about a lot of other things. We <laughs> talked about a lot of other things. Uh, so Psalm 19. So, Josh, I'm always curious of, of all the psalms that you could choose from. Yeah. You had to pick, uh, you know, nine-ish mm-hmm. uh, for our, our series this summer. So um, why this one? Why of all the, the Psalms did you go to this one? Um, probably verse 14 was, was the mm. thing that drew me in because it's a prayer that I want to be true of me mm-hmm. always, but is hardly ever all mm. the way true, mm, right? Yeah. So mm. it's, it's, it's that prayer of, Lord, you know me and you know... You know my words, and I always try to measure my words. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we are paid to, right. to speak, and so we want our words measured. But but mm-hmm. just as equally important is is the measurement of our heart to mm-hmm. make sure that mm-hmm. the stuff that's inside is is as holy as we we proclaim the words to be on the outside, and that mm-hmm. is where the rub comes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm appreciative of David. Uh, I'm appreciative of the Psalms. I'm appreciative mm-hmm. that these are very real. Like n- no Psalm that you read will say. If you love God, you're going to have your life all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, it's going to tell you, you don't have your life all together. You're broken beyond your own repair, mm-hmm. and you need God. That That's true from Genesis all the way to Revelation. 
but particularly here, there's this beauty of authentic worship that that takes what we aspire to be holy and pleasing to God and who we actually are, and it's in this mm. this process of sanctification Absolutely. and brings them together, and somehow God gets glory from mm. it. So, mm. yeah. And that verse, I know it's the it's the end, but you started with that, and right. so I think it's okay for us to start with that. So you've got um, a a picture that, as you said, sometimes can be a struggle for us. We can control our words a lot better, I think, sometimes than we can control what's going on That's right. in our heart, right? Um, sometimes you can catch the word before it comes out of your mouth, and you can go, oh, let me change that word. Mm-hmm. Or um, apologize if you've or, said or the wrong word. Yeah, That's right. Sure. It's not that. always yeah. going to come out right. I, sure. There was a... Somewhere along the way, we had a, a professor that would say, uh, let your first words be your second thought. Like, mm. the, whatever that first that's thought good. you had I'm is, it's, it's probably oh, not worth good. saying that first wow. thought. Wow, Preston. Uh, so, but as you, as you look at that verse, that. there you good. go. Put it, put it on a pillar or something. Yeah. <laughs> a pillar? <laughs> I don't know. What do you cross-stitch for? I don't uh, even cross-stitch. It, it was just oh, funny. Pillow. I oh, pillow. I thought you said a pillar. Pillar. That's because I'm from Washington Parish. You got to understand. From Louisiana. That's right. That's right. Uh, that is funny. Uh, pillow. Your first words cross-stitch it on yeah. a pillow. Yeah. Okay. Say it one yeah. more time. Let's keep going. Uh, so, <laughs> let your first words be, be your, your second, second thoughts. Thought. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really that I really am. That's good. But as you look at this verse, you know, I think there's a part of it that is more than just don't let me say something that's dishonoring mm-hmm. or right. don't let mm-hmm. even like help my heart to not go the wrong way. But it's really helped my heart to stay in the right mm-hmm. place. Right. The, the meditation, the things I'm thinking about meditating mm-hmm. on on a that's regular right. basis, mm-hmm. let those things be pleasing to you. That's right. Which is a is a different thing from just let me not get too far off base. Right. Mm hmm. Is that, do y'all find that to be, because obviously we're talking about it from the sermon this particular week, but Josh, you said this is something that's a recurring thought for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you. How do you do that? How do you keep the meditation of your heart pleasing to God, like practically? Sure, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. Um, the, the first thing I think, and this is where the psalm goes, is when we remember or, or even practice the presence of God, right? Mm. So we remember we're always in his presence. And that, that's the beauty of the analogy that he's going to use, that David's going to use in the psalm. But when when we just when we know that we are in God's presence, it does affect us in, in the same way, right? So in okay. the same way that when I am in the presence of 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 my mom, like I'll, I'll use, I'm 40 years old, yeah. I'm still a mama's boy, and there's <laughs> certain times my mama can still oh, yeah. cut me a look, and I'm like, all right, yeah, well, here we yes, go. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, yes, ma'am. When I hear Joshua Hollis Braddy, like it's, it's about <laughs> to go name. down, whatever, whatever's Full about name. to happen. I am done. But when I'm, when I'm sitting in the living room with her, like, like there, like, I know she's there, and so I, I, I experience differently. I talk differently. My mind is set Absolutely. differently, mm-hmm. um, and that—that that is a just a, a broken illustration. Of course, it's a broken worldly relationship, but it's this idea that when it's a perfect relationship with the Father, when His perfect presence, when we experience it and we understand that it's always here, it changes how yeah. we not only what mm-hmm. we say, but how we think, mm-hmm. um, because it's not necessarily. And, and I hope you hear this. This isn't a try harder, do better. Mm-hmm. It's not a you better you better watch what you think because mm-hmm. God's presence is near. No, no, it's God's presence is near. Therefore, our mind is completely changed. The things of this world yeah. grow strangely dim mm-hmm. when we see His glorious Glory. grace. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, and and you talk some about that balance of His. His part, our part, right? There's, That's right. There's a changing that he does in us that we cannot do on our own That's and, right. and in, in and of ourselves. And then there is also a training of our own hearts and minds mm-hmm. to, to lean into the things of God 
that we do have responsibility for. So I believe that's true. I think from a practical standpoint too, like, you know, you can only fake it for so long. Mm -hmm. You can, you can say the right things and, and even calm yourself down and go, this is what I need to say. Mm -hmm. But, but you're, what's internal, that thing's eventually going to come to light. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love too, that it is a part, it should be a part that the equalness, Josh, as you talked about is the meditation of our heart and what comes out of our mouth equal. That's right. Is mm-hmm. that equal? And and I love how you started with verse fourteen and then went to verse one yeah. in talking about the glory and the weight of that yeah. and the oh, yeah. the yeah. the scale of authenticity versus fake or mm-hmm. or whatever the the Rep- knockoff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think for me that was a, a huge thing. I I just loved how you started with fourteen and gave us that uh-huh. context yeah. went into verse one because I think that's what our life should look like. Like if we're if we were following Christ, like you said, it, it shouldn't be a thing that, you know, in our mind, okay, I'm going to say this because that's what I'm supposed to say. Right. It should yeah. be the outpouring of who we are right. as followers yeah. of Christ. Right. Uh-huh. And I think for those who grew up in the church, especially if you like were, you know, from Absolutely. a cradle role, right? Yeah. Yes. You learn pretty early. Yes. I'm not supposed to say that. Right. I yeah. am supposed to say this. Which so is it, a big he, part of my story. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I grew up in like that. You know, I was taught what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and not that my parents felt in that way, but yep. that's just that's how I comprehended those things. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older and in my adult life, I'm really like, it should be who I am, yeah. not what I'm supposed to do and not right, supposed right. to do. Mm-hmm. 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 If that makes sense, it's a good yeah. word. Makes yep. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, and I think you can get by with, um, especially growing up in church saying the right phrases at the right time. That's right. And your yeah. heart not even be engaged in oh, that conversation. Man. But yep. the outer part of you looking like, oh, I'm here and I'm all about it. But inside you're going, oh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Care to elaborate uh, on your There's a uh, facial expression that goes with it, though. Yeah. Y'all can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in the blank. That's true. So the glory of God, I, th- I think that's a great way, uh, you know, as, as we think of practically how do we live in a way that not just our words honor him, mm-hmm. but the things that we meditate on on a regular basis. And so the more we understand his glory, the more that helps with that. And the psalm does start with that, really from the standpoint of, um, of creation, right? That of all the ways that we can see God's glory, creation is one of the ways, not the only way, that he demonstrates uh, his glory. So I am. Uh, I grew up in, I would say, the country, right? Uh, I was outside a lot. Louisiana. Nature, yeah, country of Louisiana. <laughs> that sounds different when you say it out loud. Spe- speaking of the words of your mouth. Uh, the country of Louisiana, uh, there's some truth in that. And I was outside a lot. And so for me, there has always been an element of um, it's – I don't want to say easier, but when I think of when I worship God mm-hmm. um, the most, I, I think a lot of times in a worship setting with multiple people and maybe maybe singing or mm-hmm. through the word. But for me, outside is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And the reason is I see all that he made. Yeah. And it just sort of, well, not sort of, it blows my mind when I look at mm-hmm. the diversity of creation and when I look into the night sky and when I look at mm-hmm. the, just everything that he created I just can't help but kind of just be in awe in that moment yeah, of how absolutely. how big he uh-huh. is. So um, he he kind of starts with that. David starts with that. But for you guys, as you read through that, um, it, is there a temptation, or have y'all seen maybe among others a temptation to say, "Well, I I see creation and I love creation, but I don't know about this God part of it," right? Or have y'all known anybody mm-hmm. like that along the way? Yeah, I was once 
skiing in Colorado. <laughs> just kind of bring that up casually, but skiing in Colorado, <laughs> which I, I, I'm an ugly skier. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. But I was on the, the lift with a girl who said, look around. This is so beautiful. And just to think it's just so spontaneous and yeah. this just kind of happened. And my mom was blown. I was a college student at the time. My mom was blown that she could not see God's yeah. fingerprint Anywhere. on yeah. everything. Absolutely. So yeah. I mentioned that, but it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't go over. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen her again. I don't know what happened. I really don't. You pushed her down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> I started doing my ugly ski and I wasn't concerned anymore. But yeah, how can you not? That's the, for me. Yeah. For me. How can you not? Yeah. But people cannot. But people That's cannot. Right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I, I feel the same way. Like I, I look at creation, and how how can you not? You know, I, we we have a, a church member and a friend for all of us, Tommy Lister. You know, traveling the Appalachian Trail right now, right. and he's up in. Well, yeah. his videos are up in New Hampshire. I think he's <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ahead of that. But um, it just man, the 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 sights that he is seeing and just catch like. Yeah. Like he's giving God glory, which is great mm-hmm. too. But even me just watching it on my TV screen, yeah. I'm like, man, that like God is just awesome to yeah. be able to create uh-huh. something so magnificent. And and I think even going back to to Romans a little, like creation yeah. will worship mm-hmm. and creation will worship mm-hmm. its creator. Mm-hmm. And I think for us as you know, as as sinners and going into the the broken heart thing, and um, you know, it it's sad to hear people that. They just don't see mm-hmm. that and understand that. And and honestly, it's hard for me sometimes. I, yeah. it, you know, just growing up my entire life, being a part of the church, being a follower of Jesus since I was eight years old, like it's hard for me not to un- – it's hard for me to understand somebody not being able to do that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm the same way. I, it's hard f- – I, I can't fathom it. Like yeah. I see that yeah. and yeah. just think about my creator. And, and there's a yeah. design in it. When God created it and part of that design was to point back to him, to, to point that glory – Back to him, and uh, and it references right. here, but then you referenced Josh Braddy in the sermon, uh, back to Romans that we're without excuse. We we should be able to see, right? Right. Yeah. You you should, and this gets us. Uh, if Mark Evans were here, this was where we would go rounds uh-huh. again, uh-huh. yeah, because we did it in Romans one. Um, but yeah, so so what we understand is God's creation leaves us without excuse that it is pouring out speech day to day and night to night. But it's not enough to save. Mm-hmm. Like, like creation is not. We're going to use a fun word because Sean's not here. It's not salvific. Yeah. Uh, you oh, you please. can't walk. You can't go to Colorado. You can't go to the beach mm-hmm. and say, I, "I am now saved for for God's glory." Like, there is a sense of we we need to know truth, and the truth uh-huh. is we are broken, mm-hmm. and in our brokenness, God has saw sufficient to send His Son Christ that we may be made right with Him again, mm-hmm. and that only comes through the Word. So whenever. Whenever we get to the second half of this psalm, um, some people would say, and we didn't get into this yesterday because we didn't have enough time, that maybe this is two psalms Uh put together as one, Mm -hmm. and maybe the first six verses are in response to Canaanite worship, like like Mm -hmm. Canaanites who are worshiping a sun deity. Uh 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 And so there's this idea that they would would worship, and so David is going to use an analogy that, that would captivate them, but they needed more. And mm-hmm. so, so it's not just enough in creation declaring God's glory, which is true, but then there's the sense of we are, by God's grace, given the law. And the law is going to show us that we are insufficient and show us that, that, that God is sufficient. And mm-hmm. so it's always pointing back to him. So yeah, creation leaves us without excuse, mm-hmm. but it doesn't save us. Mm-hmm. And so it is still necessary for the good news to go out. Yeah. Uh, and the good news comes from first understanding the law 
the law tells us that we we're not enough. Mm. Um, that weirdly is good news um, because you can't be saved unless you know what you're saved from, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what the law is doing yeah, for us. Yeah. So it, at least creation points out that there is a. Mm-hmm. Really powerful, really mighty God, a Creator, and we're not right. Him, and mm. we're not Him. That that's a big deal. Which should oh, yeah. stir our hearts to go, "Who is this Creator? Mm-hmm. What can I learn about this that's Creator? Exactly right. What does this Creator want of me or expect of me?" Yep. Yeah. And and you go back to Romans, and and something uh, disastrous happened. They mm-hmm. begin to worship. The creation, the creation yeah. instead of the creator. Yeah. Uh, and in that, they began to worship themselves. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they thought that they were wise in their own eyes. And yeah. they decided, I, I know what's best. I decide what's best for me and all the people around me. And it always led to them, of course, eternally destruction, but also earthly. Yeah. It led to earthly destruction for them because even the ways of man seem right, but they're awful. Yeah. Um, our, our heart is the, the chief offender to God because it is, uh, I can't remember who was the one quoted, but like it's an idle factory. Like it just mm. builds them left mm-hmm. and right. Mm-hmm. And it's always looking for something to say, well, I, I, I know there's God, but there, that separation, that sin that happened says, no, no, I want to be him. Mm-hmm. I want his job. I want his glory. I want uh, his his knowledge and time. Well, that's just a facade. And we, we have to be confronted with that. Creation begins that process, but the law yeah. finishes that process. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that real good. good. That is good. And and part of part of the creation, obviously, mm-hmm. it was talked about, was this idea of the sun. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting that possibility of him addressing maybe the sun deities, things like that. Uh, but in this case, referencing the sun in in a different way, and mm-hmm. it brought up this conversation about the bridegroom. I thought that was very oh, interesting so to good. listen to that and kind of to uh, compare that to how weddings are today, even so. Oh. Maybe Josh, give us a snippet. There's a snippet again. Uh, I must use that word. A snippet uh, of of what he's mentioning with the bridegroom, and then uh, earlier we were talking some Beth about oh, yeah. some things that it's you had so learned about that. I'd love to pull yeah. that in. So yeah. get us started, Josh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tee it up, and Beth's gonna yeah. swing tee away. It up, uh. um, so the word bridegroom isn't something that we typically use. It, it would be it would be the same word that we'd use for groom, mm-hmm. um, but in in ancient Near East, which what we have here, but also just first century, like yeah. like when we see the New Testament writers, and particularly in Revelation, it talks about the 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 wedding and 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 this beautiful Christ coming back for us. Um, there's this idea then that the the bride isn't the one who is on display, but the groom mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all eyes are always on the groom. So when the groom comes out, like people are looking to him um, and and not the bride. Now in our culture, that's it's completely flipped. opposite. Yeah, it's, it's completely opposite. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so uh, again, I, I said it yesterday. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll double down on it. I don't think you need to change your wedding tradition here, but I do think you need to understand biblically. You do. It's not to get this whole you verse. Get it. If you yeah. don't change your thinking, especially, and I can speak this from a female, and I've been a mom of a groom and a mom of a bride, and and here in the states, it's all about the bride and her dress and her makeup and her all the things, and and it's been beautiful. We've we've enjoyed every part of that. But if you look back in ancient culture in Jewish tradition, and um. And I read up on this after I got home because I was like, man, this is so exciting. This is so fun to see is that the the groom, after the couple got engaged, and that was a legally binding contract, we know that, then the bridegroom, or we would just say groom, would go home to his dad's house and either add on a little addition for them or even just build something separate, but on the father's land. That's very important, on the father's mm-hmm. land. And it would be about a year in that process. It wouldn't happen immediately. 
and the the girl that was going to be the bride, she's back at her house, and she does not know when he's coming for her. And then as he completes this home, it would take about a year, they said, his father is the one that would say, it's time to go get your bride. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. that that's, the, that's the Father God saying, yeah. it's time. Mm-hmm. It is time. And we don't know the time that he's coming back to get us. But if you understand that, then the beauty in Christ coming back for us that's right. is just, that'll bring a tear to your eye, mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it will make you excited for sure. Oh, yes. And a part of that, like, I think it's twofold, right? So you look at creation, you look out and you say, well, this isn't about me. Well, when Christ comes back, like we need to understand it's not going to be about the, the it's bride. Not, uh-uh. yeah. It's not about it's not. us. No eyes are on us. Not watching. Nobody's yeah. watching. No, it's yeah. it's on it's on the king. So when yeah. pastors preach and they say, and in the church is the bride of Christ, if you put your Western culture eyes, your 2023 20, eyes on that, you're going to think, us. oh, we're all getting prepared. No, it's about the groom coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in, in, in Jewish culture, too, I thought this was really neat. The first time that um, a man will wear a longer tunic top that is white is on this day. Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Hmm. Pure and ready. Yes. Oh, I love it. That I love is. it. Give me 30 more minutes. I'll tell you what, I'm glad you're here because <laughs> none great. of us would have been smart enough to <laughs> Well, y'all got a lot to say about barbecues. Uh, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. And this, this imagery of the sun, you know, and Josh, you, you said it. God gave us a lot of His glory here in Mississippi, right? Sure I mean, we get, yes. we got the sun beating down on Especially us on a right pretty now. regular basis. But um, this idea that it's it's really it's relentless, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there we can do very little to stop what the sun is doing, right? The heat, the light, all that goes from that. But we you, can hide from it. We can hide said. from it, right? But and eventually, it's gonna. Oh, that was yeah, good, Brady. That was, I yeah, was like, it's ah. gonna cost us. Like we can, we can get away. We <laughs> can <laughs> try to get away <laughs> from <laughs> it, but eventually, it catches up to That's us, right? right? Yeah. And um, what a what a great reminder for us mm-hmm. that God is God, and oh, yeah. we can do it. We. We can say he's not, and we can try to avoid, and we can try to run and hide and all those things. But that's right. But in the end, um, it does catch up with us. So um, the next few verses, though, after it talks about the sun, is really where it gets into the word, right? Um, and it and it uses some different language there. And I was a little bit curious because, as and depending on what what version uh, of scripture you're reading, it might read a little bit different. But in mine, which is NIV, it talks about the law, the statute, the precepts, the commands. Uh, talks about the ordinances, um, and I was curious: is that really all saying the same thing, or is it? Are those different words trying to get at a different element of God's word? Sure. I, well, I think it's it's certainly saying the same thing, but it's also painting a picture because it's poetic language. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a, an essence of it's beautiful and it's a song, and so you you also have David who was a creative type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in his writing, he is going to write. It's certainly inspired by God, and it's right. inerrant, right. but it, it is it is clearly uh, beautiful language that is trying to en- encompass all that is God's law. Like a lot of some people may look at it and say, oh, "It's just pages, uh, words on a page." Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like like these are uh, the precepts, and and you know if you did the K. Arthur precepts, mm-hmm. you may you understand that word. If you didn't, you you may not understand it. Like like these are the commands of God, mm-hmm. but commands in the sense. Therefore, you're good, right? Yes. Like, like it's not a you're not going to have fun, and I don't want you doing these mm-hmm. things, and you better not put a smile on your face. Not, not yeah. like a mean, angry, mm-hmm. don't do, yeah. 
but it's a, I want you to live and I want you to live a life that I've created you to live. And it's going to be far better than anything you could ever do. And here's how you're going to do it. Here's Mm -hmm. the precepts for your life. Mm -hmm. And so when David's writing this, it is, he's trying to encompass, trying like, like he didn't do it. He is encompassing (laughs) all of these things, pointing us to the supremacy of God in our life. Therefore, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of yeah. my heart be pleasing to you. Yeah. But it's going to be that word, those those precepts that are going to help navigate our heart as we travel this road to do yeah. just that. Yeah. yeah, and look at what the things it'll do. Okay, the verse 7 says, and uh, CSB, sorry. The instruction <laughs> of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. And then the testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. I mean, something we all long for is to be wise. Mm-hmm. The precepts of the Lord are right. What happens? Makes your heart glad. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one, uh, the command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. And, mm-hmm. you know, when your eyes light up, you just, it's about something you're excited. Like yeah, we have yeah. these little triplet grandbabies in our life and they're just crazy they're almost two and you they walk in and you just can't help but your eyes light up and uh your energy level have to go up but they walk in and and i think i love that david was real practical yeah god's word highest authority but here's some practical things it's going to do for it's going to renew your life it's trustworthy you can trust it it'll make your heart glad and it'll make your eyes bright and they'll bring some energy to you some life to Mm -hmm. you and i love those aspects of that. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, cause sometimes when we read words like, uh, commands, you know, we, we don't mm. necessarily think mm-hmm. of that as being a beautiful thing for us mm-hmm. or a life giving thing for a us, renewing, uh, yes. a renewing thing for us. And so he uses language that we may sometimes look at and go, that's just something we kind of have to force ourselves to mm-hmm. do. But he brings out these great elements of mm-hmm. what God is doing Absolutely. through that. Mm-hmm. And then sort of wraps it up. You said in a I think kind of a practical way, he gets down to this, hey, all all of God's commands are and, and precepts, all of his word, it's better for us than think of what's better for you, like mm-hmm. gold, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, oh. Bitcoin, I don't know, is Bitcoin yeah. even a thing anymore? That's kind of crashed. Yeah. It's kind of crashed. We're trending up. That's right. Yeah. So, you know. Tiramisu from America. From a what? financial, right. Was, oh. He's got gosh. kind of this wealth, financial oh, thing, and then food. I mean, for, for a lot of us, gosh, anything with sugar in it. So, yeah. you yeah. know, honey. Isn't it is funny that the, the illustration used 3,000 years ago is the same illustration we would go with today? <laughs> food and honey. It's yeah. like... <laughs> It's almost like God knew something about uh, his creation. Yeah. But it's it's better than these things. And Josh, you pointed out that, um, and I think it's important for us to come back to, that when he talks about the word there, that's we don't need to get in our mind the entirety of Scripture that we have today, mm-hmm. right? Right. I don't think it's wrong to do so, right? Yeah. So we have 66 books that make up our Holy Bible, uh, and, and where I don't think because it doesn't say, I don't believe that David had all 66 books in view. Like, I don't think he had some prophetic vision of that, Um, but I do believe that that God knew. Um, And so when we understand the New Testament, we understand even the Old Testament prophetic writings, um, they're, they're all pointing to the law, right? Mm-hmm. So so the law doesn't save us, but it shows us our desperate need for mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. And then from the law, we get the one who came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill mm-hmm. the law. So, so the law tells us we're not enough. And then God sends his son because we're not enough, but not to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. Yeah. Therefore, our relationship with Christ is now allowing us to be right with God again. Mm-hmm. So this law is always in view. Yeah. Um, that, <clears throat> sometimes you will hear... 
somebody teach or, or say, and I, I know we, I won't name names or, or try to do anything like that today, um, but some people would say, you know, you need to take the Old Testament and it's just completely done, yeah. and then you just need to focus on the New mm-hmm. Testament as Christians. That. that is the worst right. thing mm-hmm. you could do, right, right. Um, because we, if we don't have the Old Testament, then we have a very, very limited understanding mm-hmm. of the New Testament or of the Gospels or of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. why he came mm-hmm. and why it is good mm-hmm. news to us. Yes. Uh, and so we, we want both of these things. Yeah. So. When David is writing this, now again, remember, 3,000 years ago, we at this time, there's no frame of reference for, for Christ coming and the gospels, the four gospels that we have, or the New Testament writings. And so when they would think through this, this would be God's law. This would be the Pentateuch and the Torah, and they, 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 that's the same thing, just different words, um, that they would look to that and they would read it. And, and Deuteronomy 6, the Shema, we talk about it often, when they, when they woke up. When they went out, when they came back, they'd write it on. They would put it uh, as as parts on their their hand, and, and they would put it on their foreheads, so they wouldn't forget it, yeah. because it's those things that would guide them mm-hmm. in their relationship with God. Yeah. So yeah. it's still important today. Super important, mm-hmm. and, and and it's interesting when you think about, uh, at least for me, sometimes in in a Bible reading plan, if you're going to read through the Bible in a year or whatever. Uh, you know, there are aspects of the Bible you're like super excited about getting to, and oh, yeah. then there are aspects it's like, oh, uh, I just got to get through it. Yeah. And some of what he is referencing there would be in that category, right? Of the things that we sometimes would just look at and go, well, I, I just need to read it because I'm supposed yeah. to read it. Mm-hmm. But he says, no, these are things that give life and that should be, you know, brighten our eyes, and yeah. we should we should get something out of it and desire so, it. It desire yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, that word, you know, exactly. in the ESV, desires yeah. desire it more than gold, more than honey. Yeah, dripping. Like from I the would, that's like saying I would rather get up and read Leviticus than you know <laughs> eat my sugary breakfast, that's right? right? Yeah. Or something like that. Honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> that's right. Love it. That's where the Lord does a good work in your heart. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there you go. And you know, as as we work through all that, He's working obviously to a purpose. We started with the end in mind, mm-hmm. but there's something we haven't gotten to that I do think is is pretty critical in this. And and Josh Kinsley, you brought it up earlier of this idea of kind of these hidden faults or hidden sins and then these also these willful mm-hmm. like intentional sins yeah um, yeah and that. i think i think as josh was saying like the law searches all the hiding places of my heart mm-hmm. all the the sin whether whether secret or unknown or known or public it searches all those things and i think verse 13 is Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let mm-hmm. them not have dominion over me. So that when I read that, um, of course, I read it yesterday during the sermon. And then going back this morning, looking at that, my ESV study Bible defined presumptuous sins like this. Sins committed in arrogant disregard of divine commands. Wow. These, when repeated, come to have dominion and thus to enslave. Mm. And so I think too, just, you know, going back, like what is our desire? Mm-hmm. Um, is my desire going back to verse 14 and verse one is my desire to just say the right things, mm-hmm. but in my heart or in my private life, live the way I want to live. Mm-hmm. Or is my heart to be who God has called me to be, to be mm-hmm. the word and the words that he has given given us. And so I think for me, like, I, I know as I said here, it's like, no, I'm not going to name anything on air, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but there on. are, but, but we encourage you to, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'll save that for my discipleship people, but, <laughs> um, but, 
But yeah, like I know I can look back. There are things in my life I go, I'm doing this in the moment going, I'm probably not supposed to be like, this is not what God is calling me to do. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not how God is calling me to parent my kids. Yeah. But my anger has taken over and Mm -hmm. I'm mad and I'm trying to make everybody. Well, we're not supposed to yell at our kids. Well, you know, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Wait, I need to change. I mean, you know, just uh, (laughs) Just not on Sundays. Just not on Sundays. Sundays, But, but, you see what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. there are definitely things that that I'm thankful that mm-hmm. because of God's word, mm-hmm. uh, e- even after the fact, I can see that and go be repentant of those things in my mm-hmm. life. But but my desire, more than gold or honey, is that my life always looks like that. That my that my actions equal who I am mm-hmm. on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful That's picture. Good. Yeah. As yeah. as we kind of go from the glory of God and wanting to magnify him even more to studying his word so that we learn how to live and so that it changes our hearts all the way down to, Lord, help me to take all of that and now live in a way that honors you, but not just because that's the the way I should look on the outside. That's right. But if there are hidden things in me that I don't know about, draw them into the light. If there are things in me that I, I know they're wrong, then let me go back to your glory and that you are God and I am not and let me honor you in the way that I live. That's right. And I think, too, in in the light of a um, this verse, I thought about this verse, too, in the light of a marriage relationship, because we're Mm. all married in here, Mm -hmm. is that. And there's some of those hidden faults that you can, uh, uh, or willful sins, that willful, willful, willful Mm -hmm. sins, (laughs) that you can keep from people that you work Mm -hmm. with, but your spouse. They know them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They know them. That's right. They know them. And there is a beauty in that. Mm Mm-hmm. And an accountability in that. That's but right. I'm glad mm-hmm. God has put us in mm-hmm. partnership with someone else to yeah. say, hey, we thought about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all things we can keep, you know, also our meditation we can keep. But there's things that we do that yeah. only our spouse they knows that yeah. God's given us mm-hmm. that. Because it says, um, do not let them rule me. Don't let those sins become like enjoyable for a season. And that mm-hmm. you, that's what your go-to is yeah. when you're stressed. That's, that's what right. your go-to is when you're mad. That's mm-hmm. what your go-to mm-hmm. is when you're lonesome. That's what your go-to mm-hmm. is when you, you feel out of sorts or mm-hmm. you're down in the dumps or whatever. But um, I'm glad that I'm in partnership with someone who will call me out. There you go. Well, not always glad. You're That's not, not true. I'm not glad in the moment. It sounded good glad on the podcast. Glad in the I'm going to ask Mark if, if he's right. If you just say to him, Mark, thank you so much for calling out yeah, all the things never, that I'm doing wrong. Happen. There you go, Mark. Well, Verbal permission on a podcast, yeah, Mark. So whatever, you, you got it. Whatever. Uh, well, great discussion today. Thank you all for, uh, for all that you all do and for you all's thoughts on this. Josh, we are still in the Psalms for a while. Yeah, yes. So uh, What's where are we going next? next so Psalm 23. Um, oh, this come Sunday. on, come okay. on. So it'll it'll be great, I, I believe. It's it's probably the most well-known psalm, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. probably the most loved psalm. Um, strangely, it's not a, a funeral psalm, but yet it is one that is at a lot of funerals for good reason, and yeah. we'll talk a lot yeah. about that yeah. on Sunday. Oh, that's psalm 23, otherwise known as the 23rd psalm, for those of you that are going, wait, that sounds vaguely <laughs> <sounds> familiar. <laughs> uh, so. All right, well, we will look forward to that. So. Oh, and uh, this, let, put, a, put a little bug out mm-hmm. there. 
Um, there'll be a, a unique um, difference in our worship service this Sunday oh, um, involving the 23rd Psalm, and Ooh. you are not going to want to miss it. I know we travel a lot. You're going to sing it. Uh, I am not going to sing it, but yet we are all going to be a part of something pretty right. great. So be in the room. Uh, it is go. going to be awesome. Oh, I can't These wait. Are there. I can't wait. There you go. That's great. Sounds great. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will be back great again job. next week. Great yeah. job, Preston. Love you guys. Way to go, Preston. Yeah. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.